Good CEOs build and maintain successful companies. Great CEOs build and maintain influential ones. We're connecting with successful business leaders on how to create the impact within your organization that transforms it into one of influence at the CEO Roundtable. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the CEO Roundtable podcast. Today, I'm joined by the CEO of SummerCore, Manny Flores. Manny, thank you for being here. Tony, thank you so much for, for having me on this wonderful program. No, it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor. Uh, let's get into it. What exactly is SummerCore? SummerCore. What is SummerCore, right? <laughs> Frankly, when I first started and you know I heard the name SummerCore, I was like, well, what is it? What does it stand for? Um, SummerCore is a non-for-profit small business lending company. And we've been around since 1992. Uh, SummerCore is a, a great organization because its mission is about providing access to capital for small businesses, entrepreneurs. We call them the dream builders, right? Dream makers uh, who are taking a risk and, and want to grow their businesses. And uh, we help them access what is called an SBA 504 loan. That's our primary uh, objective. And that's low-cost financing helps entrepreneurs to be able to buy their own facility, hire more people, and invest in local communities. That's the very narrow answer as to what a Summer Core is. But frankly, in a, in a, from a broader perspective, Summer Core is um, a, a key uh, stakeholder in the small business uh, ecosystem locally here, uh, not just in, in Chicago, but really we consider ourselves, we are a statewide lender in oh, wow. Illinois. So. Uh, we have clients from all over the the state of Illinois, far southern Illinois, central Illinois, northern Illinois. Now, typically, when I think of a lending organization, I don't think nonprofit, right? How how did something like this come to be? Where was the need, and, and you know, how is that being met by SummerCore? So you have you have a number of nonprofit lenders as part of the the lending uh, marketplace. Um, our, our, the difference, a primary difference between a nonprofit lender and let's say a bank or, or even a, a credit union uh, or for-profit private lenders, you have a lot of online lending companies, is that our, our mission, it's, it's a mission-based organization. So uh, our number one objective is going to be what is truly in the best interest of the business, what is truly in the best interest of the community, uh, working in partnership to do all we can to strengthen uh, those, uh, whether it's an individual entrepreneur or community. And and look, just to be clear, it's not to say that uh, private lending companies don't have an interest in building communities. They do. However, they may have shareholders. They may have uh, pri- you know owners, private owners, whose interest is also going to be about what kind of a profit they can make for the investors and for their own organization. So a nonprofit, we don't, it's a different structure altogether. Um, but, you know, I, I do want to uh, also uh, say that, you know, we partner up with uh, for-profit companies in being able to actually enhance the lending products and actually create greater access for small businesses uh, to be able to take loans or, or other types of investments uh, that they may need to grow. So it really is a, it is an ecosystem. And how do people find out about you? Who, you know, who would be the most ideal um, entrepreneur? Is it a small, you know, how, how big of an organization do you work with typically and how do they find out about you? So, so we have a lot of different um, partners. We, uh, we work with different 
economic development organizations. For instance, we're a partner of the city of Chicago. We're a partner of Cook County. Uh, we've worked with the Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity, but we also work with a number of uh, banks. Uh, we actually, the 504 uh, program is an actual uh, uh, public-private partnership where uh, we co-finance uh, projects along with private sector uh, lenders. Um, and then we also work with a variety of chambers of commerce and, and other uh, small business uh, support organizations. So we, we have a, a, you know, a, a number of relationships that we collaborate with, we work with, to get the word out about the types of products and services that we offer. Um, also, you know, proud to say that we are authorized to provide the lending that we offer through the Small Business Administration. So we also market and get the word out through the Small Business Administration. And then we also have just a very active marketing and advertising uh, program uh, that is intended to be more, frankly, grassroots um, and, and, and to make sure that small businesses uh, are made aware of the SBA 504 program, that they're aware of Summer Corps being a resource for them, someone that they can count on to go to for not only access to capital, um, but also for ideas, for help. Uh, there may be instances where they may, the, the business may not qualify for the kind of loans that we're offering, but what, where can we connect them to then? How can we work with that small business to help prepare their growth and to, to bring them along to where my, whereby maybe they're not ready today, but they're going to be ready tomorrow, and we can help, help guide and strengthen that small business to get to that point. I mean, that sounds amazing. What an amazing resource for, you know, individuals, entrepreneurs, businesses to have. How much of your job is that education piece? How, how much uh, of a learning curve is there, especially when, um, I mean, I'm assuming you're dealing with a lot of probably first-time entrepreneurs uh, as much as you are seasoned ones. So, so what is that learning curve depending on uh, people's level of experience? So you're right. We have a very broad range of customers that we work with. We have businesses who um, are are, you know, frankly, almost at the level where they're not really considered a small business anymore. Hmm. Uh, they've grown. Uh, and then we also work with with individuals who, who may just be having an idea and are thinking of starting their own business. Maybe they were... So before in, they even had a chance to start anything, they're coming to you? Sometimes they do. That's pretty amazing. And, and we encourage that. We encourage it from the perspective of being able to provide them insights and, and guidance in terms of uh, whether they, they are in a position to apply for a loan, because we, we do work with startups, uh, or if perhaps they're not, as I said, ready loan-ready today, what are the steps that you need to take to be in a position to meet the underwriting uh, criteria that the Small Business Administration may have? Or if you're looking alternatively to a bank loan or a microloan, what are, what are the typical underwriting considerations that you should be thinking about as an entrepreneur and putting together a, a compelling and a winning uh, uh, loan application and game plan um, that's going to that's gonna oftentimes require a business plan, uh, a pro forma, uh, a track record, a resume, uh, what does your credit history look like, um, you know, your partners, if you have partners, making sure that you understand who your partners are so that you are in a position to uh, be successful when applying for a loan or when also looking for investors. It could be equity investors that you're looking for as opposed to a loan or also friends and family. 
uh, even friends and family are going to want to know what your game plan is, what your business plan is, and how you how you how you plan on repaying uh, those friends and family once you get sure. that business going. Um, but I, I want to say, you know, wh- one of our um, one of the reasons why I think we're, we're successful is that uh, while we have a, a, a very dynamic, a very talented team, we we believe in collaboration. We believe in working with other organizations. Uh, while SummerCore has a, a compelling story and, and has uh, great offerings, great products and services, we're not going to be able to do it by ourselves. And, and we're, we're the first ones to acknowledge that. And that, you know, we will often uh, work with other non-for-profit organizations, other non-for-profit lenders. Um, and we will work with chambers of commerce or other organizations that may be better at offering technical assistance the know-how to us for a small business and how to prepare and how to be ready for a small small business administration loan and um you know i think that 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 is really the the key to to having a strong small business ecosystem is having that collaboration that coordination um and as i said earlier i mean we also do it with the private sector um working with banks working with private lenders um you know the one thing that i think we have to offer them is a really good perspective and understanding of the pain points of small businesses, um, and in particular, small businesses of color. You know, part part of our mission, which I didn't really touch on, but one that I want to discuss at some point here, is also our commitment to making sure that all communities have access to capital, and that unfortunately there has been an ugly history in our in our nation where there has been uh, discrimination, there has been uh, racism, there has been uh, classism that ultimately has has resulted in leaving people behind, um, and that's not good. Yeah, that it's is, not good, that, it's not good for anybody. It's not good for anybody. Uh, it's not good for building strong communities. It's Absolutely. not built. It's not good for building uh, uh, strong local economies, uh, uh, or and, even businesses. Right? I mean, you well, can't they, even... they're they're tied to it, right? Absolutely. And so, and so um, you know, we we make you know that is one of our priorities, making sure that our services are directed toward uh, communities of need, under-resourced communities, um, and uh, because of those experiences, we're in a good position to be able to better inform uh, and and help guide uh, the for-profit sector in and how they could be better uh, also in making sure that under-resourced communities. Uh, are able to do better, how they can better access uh, capital, how they can help develop uh, and bring more investments to these communities, and do it in a way where it's, it is about helping these community members, helping themselves, right? Teaching folks on how they can help themselves. Absolutely. Not necessarily coming in as as just, you know, complete outsiders, and then all of a sudden just, uh, yeah, you know, uh, having the what you could have if not careful the elements and forces of gentrification, where mm. where you do bring in that reinvest that investment, but not in a thoughtful way in right. terms of how to actually make sure that the members of the community are benefiting right. from that new investment, and right. that's going to be, I mean, in my humble opinion and observations and experiences, is really making sure that you are incorporating members. Of, of these communities as part of the initiatives and enterprises that are bringing about this reinvestment 
in in our neighborhoods. Now, would you say that from a, just a cultural perspective, one of the things that you know I had seen and just in my own upbringing background that usually immigrants have this more of an entrepreneurial kind of uh, uh, pursuit, right? But w- over time in, in American society, that's also uh, something that we've seen in, in, in TV, pop culture, right? And you hear it often is entrepreneurs and, and side hustles. Have you seen an uptick in that over the, the 30 years that Summer Corps has been around almost, right? Uh, 92, right, you said? So I've not been with Summer Course since no, 19... No, 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 but I'm saying, you know, the, the data, right? I'm sure I'm sure you understand some of those, no, no, you know, numbers. Uh, I wouldn't even push you that old. You don't even look like you <laughs> probably still in, uh, you know, um, school back then. Well, you know, the, um, unfortunately, more recently, right? I mean, the, we know that the pandemic uh, had, had a, a real uh, negative impact on, on small businesses, uh, smaller entrepreneurs. Um, we also saw that obviously the pandemic had a greater uh, impact on hospitality uh, uh, related businesses, restaurants. Probably the hardest of, hit, right? Like and the, and you have a lot of right, and you have a lot of uh, a lot of these small businesses. That's you know these these are family owned businesses. Your your little bodegas, your your restaurants, your or your convenience stores. Um, you know those are a lot of places where. Uh, that that in-person uh, dining experience or in-person purchase of some was was negatively impacted, uh, and unfortunately, we also saw in the numbers uh, with the data that we had that it was communities of color that were impacted most severely mm. beca- because of the pandemic. Um, you know, I think you know, uh, I'm I'm. I'm Optimistic. I mean, I think obviously things are getting better. Uh, we we have uh, vaccines, uh, um, and I think people are more aware of of the uh, uh, you know the the the, like the risks, the, right? The risks associated with with the pandemic. Um, I think you know, unfortunately, and, and not to go down this rabbit hole, but you know, there has been unfortunately the politicization of of you know how to manage the the pandemic and i'm sure you've um, had to navigate through that as well you know, as you know it's interesting we we haven't i've seen it more afar from just reading about what's happening in in other in other uh uh states i i think illinois has done um, a pretty good job i think i think so too you know um could you could you always do better yes uh, but i think l- largely speaking the response to help the response to help, in particular, small businesses, uh, weather the 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 pandemic fallout, and then the recovery. I think has been uh, you have a lot, you've had a lot of bright spots. I mean, and we're very proud. I mean, we were part of that, and you've had um, a number of different organizations um, that that have come together, uh, as well as uh, units of government, the state of Illinois, the Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity. Uh, many counties, many municipalities. We worked very closely with the city of Chicago, Cook County. Um, so, so you're starting to see you're starting to see um, uh, a rebound. Um, I was reading recently, um, and unfortunately, I can't cite the source, but um, where the you are seeing a trend where you have had a lot of uh, professionals. Uh, working from home during the pandemic, all of a sudden realizing that 
you know what? I don't want to go back to work. Yeah, no, right. The great resignation. I wanna, right? Well, like, the great resignation has now, um, the reports that I've seen is, is now converting into an increase in new uh, small businesses yeah, right. uh, opening. Yeah. So that's a bright spot. Yeah. That's a bright spot. Um, I do think, though, you know, going back to the, and then that's obviously, a, you know, approximately speaking to what's going on in just the last 18 months to two years. Um, but, the, you know, that that's what makes, though, I think our our nation such a great place. And we can't, we can't take it for granted. You know, I've been fortunate enough to travel abroad. And I know that you served in our armed forces. Thank you for, for your service. And I'm sure you've had the, the privilege to also travel abroad. A little bit, yeah. And when you do that, you see how how fortunate we are uh, to to be living in, in a remarkable place where, where, yes, we have a lot of challenges. We have a lot of problems. You know, I've just talked about mm. the discrimination and racism that, that we still have to confront um, and overcome. But the, but the reality is that there are things here where you have opportunities. And, and to be able to open up your own business, to have a dream, have a vision, uh, and you referenced uh, immigrants. I mean, we are a nation of immigrants. Absolutely, <laughs> so absolutely. Every, we started out by, by having a group of immigrants but it seems uh, like immigrants do come with that dream, you know, that dream of this is what's possible and it's, it's, I, would I say can do it for myself. Look, right. I would say that that's part of the American DNA. Yeah, 100%. and And we can't forget about that. 100%. And, and, and we, should, we should always cherish that and, and, and do everything we possibly can uh, to grow it so, and, and not to take it for granted. Absolutely. And so when, you know, for those listening, uh, would, aspiring CEOs or entrepreneurs, but, or even say, you know, seasoned ones or leaders that have been around for a while, what advice would you give them in this time, right? Whether it's starting a business or whether it's pivoting, um, and especially when, when it comes to needing capital, right? That, that, that seems to be obviously always a challenge for anybody uh, in any business, but, you know, what advice would you give in this time, whether it be starting a business or, like I said, pivoting, uh, depending on the needs of the business? Well, if you're going to start a business, I mean, it's going to start with, you know, what is the idea behind the business? Um, and, um, you know, what what is it that you're creating, uh, whether it's a product or a service? And in the end of the day, there has to be a need for that product or for, for that service, yeah. because if there isn't, then you're not going to be able to sell it. Yeah. And and uh, so understanding that, and that may sound very rudimentary and very basic, but I, I there's a lot of thought that goes into that. How many how many bad uh, ideas have come across your way where you're like, you know, maybe maybe you shouldn't uh, <laughs> maybe you, know, you shouldn't pursue had, this. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't want to answer that. <laughs> no, I mean I think you know. Look, I um, so again, summer core summer core is is not a micro lender. Um, the kinds of loans that we're making on the low end, it's going to be a hundred thousand dollars. And you're saying and a lot of times lend, for real estate, and the, right, and and then we lend up to five million dollars. Gotcha, so, gotcha. so the and so that's not to say that you know just because those those businesses are tend to be a little larger, um, that that they have it figured out with regard to their their value proposition of what are the products and services that they're selling and, and is there a, you know, is, is there a demand for it? But, but it also sounds like the nice thing about what you they're guys a little do bit is more, they're a little bit, these businesses tend to be a little bit more advanced, but 
But, but so you're still providing a lot of consulting, right, to them. So that means they kind of have Absolutely. You you're still going to see, you're still going to see, and, and, and look, we have to, as part of the underwriting, we have to evaluate what it is that they're doing. Uh, we're going to take a look at uh, their financials. We're going to take a look at what kind of revenue they're bringing in. Uh, is there are they are they doing well enough? And this is because the Small Business Administration requires this of us. Are they doing well enough to be able to service the loan to pay back the loan that they're taking out uh, from from the SBA? But you know, going back to your question, I mean, I think understanding understanding what it is that you're that you're looking to sell or the service that you're that you're the thing that you're making or the service to sell, and and then also understanding that you know it, it, it is a journey. Um, being an entrepreneur and starting from scratch obviously is going to require a lot of different skill sets. Um, I think um, understanding it, and for me, just humbly speaking, I, I probably uh, you know focus more on on what are my uh, deficits, personal deficits and deficiencies, um, and focusing on that as a way to help myself, my own personal development and growth. Uh, if it's a personal um, uh, introspective analysis about my personal development, but I also apply that 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 same concept to building a team for having uh, a strong organization um, and and making sure that I don't allow my pride to get in the way of of my thought making. Um, I, I like uh, I like to collaborate with folks. I you know I. I Try to surround myself with, with frankly, uh, I, I'm going to say it, smarter people, <laughs> <laughs> and and folks who I think uh, offer more than than what I'm offering, yeah. um, so that we have, um, so that at least for our own enterprise, we have a very strong team, very uh, strong set of good leaders, uh, people who are going to help me uh, inspire uh, and and bring about. Other team members, um, and and then also staying true to our own values as a as an organization in terms of what we stand for, but uh, and and making sure that when we say we we stand for something that we're actually delivering it through our actions, what it is that we're doing. Um, you can say that you stand for a lot of things, but in the end of the day, how are you actually manifesting? what you say you stand for. Um, and so I spent a lot of time on that. Uh, most recently, uh, because of the pandemic, and you know, I would say this just humbly, just speaking again, just sharing some insights, uh, and I'm sure other CEOs and other leaders are probably thinking and have gone through the same experience, but it is about how to make sure that your team is healthy, uh, feels good about themselves, and, and feels good about um, what they're doing uh, as part of the organization, what the organization is doing, and um, you know, and 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 doing it within the context of, of also being there for your clients, mm -hmm. who are also people, who are also dealing with personal uh, challenges, right, um, at home. And then also with their businesses, absolutely, or or you know with the other professional service providers that we partner up with to provide services to small businesses, and so um, I, I I try to I spend a lot of time 
trying to put myself in other people's shoes and thinking through about what they may be experiencing and at the same time what it is that we need to do as an organization to deliver on the things that we we say we stand for and then as i said the things that our clients count on the thing that are the things that our partners count on to be effective in in the delivery of their services or products well that's a great approach and you know on that so what does 22 uh 2022 hold for SummerCore, what's the what's the vision, and uh, you know what do you hope to manifest as an organization? So we are um, we're growing. We've been growing the last few years. Um, when I was asked to become president and CEO, I laid out a very ambitious agenda for SummerCore to grow. And and when I say grow, we're not talking about just you know more loan origination numbers, increasing our loan origination numbers, increasing the, the number of, of, let's say, you know, grants that we're administering, but really looking at impact, uh, the quality of the work, um, and, and how, how, how we were also working within the small business ecosystem to provide and deliver better uh, services, uh, greater access to capital to actually see an increase in more uh, small businesses, see an increase in more investment in local communities, uh, see to see also a difference and in, in a positive, uh, more positive outcomes in working with communities of color. In addition to that, you know, we talked about, we've talked about having SummerCore uh, expanding beyond just simply lending uh, in Illinois and, and having um, permission from the Small Business Administration to lend outside the the borders of uh, outside of Illinois. Um, would that be limited to a geographical area, or is that just opens it up to it everyone? Be, it would be Midwest, gotcha. Predominantly. Now, again, we don't have that permission yet, but sure, you sure. Know, these are very uh, lofty goals, and so um, I'm proud to say that we've we've made progress in in building up uh, to to some of those very uh, high aspirations and. And so, you know, I would say for this coming year specifically to answer your, your question directly, I would say, you know, it is continuing to grow the, the outreach of the 504 program um, so that we are seeing more small businesses utilizing this uh, amazing loan product um, that is rooted in economic development. It's low-cost financing. Um, it's long-term fixed rate and the whole idea is to help a small business um, be able to buy their own real estate affordably though, okay? And and in so doing, to invest in local communities, hiring more people. And so I get I get fired up every time I, I think about what it is that we're doing. So having having the 504 program being more known, being more accessible helping folks be able to take advantage of the program is is something that we're we're you know laser focused on in terms of you know what that means for us uh in 2022 you know we you know where we want to continue to grow our loan originations because we know that when we do that we're having more impact more of the impact that i just talked about so um we have a great team um 
probably end up having to, to hire more 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 individuals. Uh, growth is is good, but you have to know how to manage growth. <laughs> Uh, because if, if you're not able to provide that quality customer service, obviously that will negatively impact <laughs> your, uh, you know, your, your, uh, your ability to partner up with other folks. So, uh, I'm excited though. I think, you know, with the, the pandemic, um, you know, we, we actually, uh, were successful with our programming and we saw actually record numbers. In, in our uh, uh, processing and, and the loans that we made. So I, I uh, now that we're pivoting out of the pandemic, the idea would be to use the 504 program as a key uh, economic rebuilding tool locally uh, throughout the state of Illinois for small businesses. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on all your success and you know, very exciting for what's to come. But if you're out there listening and you feel like you could benefit from Summer Corps or you know, if you want to connect with Manny, you can do so by filling out the form below. He'll get that directly. But Manny, just thank you for coming in and you know, sharing uh, what you do to, to support small businesses. And any way we can support you, we're here. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.